Harair, thank you for joining me today uh, to my podcast channel. And before starting our conversation, I would like to introduce you to my audience about you, because you always impress me with your figure and with your story. Um, uh, and I know this story when I was very young. I was student in elementary school. I remember you visited our school. And uh, I know that many years ago, you had a cancer issue, you, ha- you had cancer in your lungs, and the doctor said you have only 10 days to leave. But during those days, I don't know, you had an insight to look at the cross and, um, and say, God, if you give me life, I will go and... Uh, photograph all Armenian churches around the world. And uh, in a miracle, like maybe one or two days uh, after that incident, uh, doctors came and told you that you have nothing. And you started living your life. Um, you started your, living your life for your church, for your nation, for our Armenian culture and heritage. And on that day on till today, you work uh, to um, archive all our cultural heritages that we have around the world, especially on our land, in Western Armenia, in Artsakh, in uh, modern Armenia, uh, and in diaspora. So uh, you, you are author of more than 17 books albums, like big, heavy books, uh, which is amazing. And you still work. And today I, I know that you are working on four books on the same time. So it's, you have a very interesting life. Can you tell me, um, I know that, you know, the miracle happened, but what made you to dedicate your life for your nation, for your culture, and for heritage. You, you, you could do anything else, but you choose to do this. Can you explain uh, what was your experience? Uh, yes, I'm glad uh, that I'm on your uh, podcast. And uh, there are a few clarifications. Uh, in 1992, when I was working for the Gamma Press Agency in Montreal, I was covering uh, the event uh, where Armenians were uh, protesting in front of the Russian, actually Soviet consulate, uh, with banners holding, uh, saying, Garapag is ours, Garapag Merne. And I was asking, what is Garapag that you're uh, talking about or shouting about? Uh, They told me it's an Armenian uh, land uh, historically, and the people who live there are Armenians, etc. Uh, my second question was, uh, have you seen them? Have you seen the culture? Uh, have you seen what they have there? They said no. So that instigated me to uh, discover it for myself. So in 1992, uh, for the first time, I went to Artsakh, Arapah, and I photographed the war. Uh, and I saw our Armenian heritage firsthand. Uh, in 1993, I was supposed to go back and continue the work, 
but uh, I passed out and I opened my eyes at, in the hospital and uh, right next to me was the doctor who says, uh, do you know what you have? I said, no. He said, you have uh, tumors. I said, what is tumor? He said, cancer. I said, what can we do? Uh, I sat down uh, on my bed and he said, uh, well, we can't do much because you have 10 days to die. Uh, it's so advanced that uh, you have no chance. I said, okay, fine. Uh, what else can we do? He says, well, we have a chemotherapy that we haven't tried on human beings yet. And if you, would you like to be our guinea pig? I said, sure, why not? So he left. Uh, he left and left me in a blank room white walls and there was a cross across from my bed so i had nobody else except that cross from my bed and i said uh, okay what can we do and uh, i decided to uh, throw an idea at the cross i said if you let me live i'll go around the world and photograph the armenian churches and it was a miracle actually yes uh, it didn't happen within two days but uh, the chemotherapy started on my birthday, on April 23rd, uh, and it worked. Uh, even the doctors were surprised that it worked so fast uh, that they're still using that chemical uh, for other patients now. So in order to keep my vow, I continued traveling in 1994 to Armenia, Artsakh, and then slowly I started picking up uh, the other countries where we have Armenian churches. At that point, I didn't know that we had Armenian churches all over the world. I thought, you know, there were a few countries where we have Armenian churches. So I opened the map and I saw that we have Armenian churches in uh, South America, Brazil, Uruguay, Venezuela, Argentina, of course, the United States and Canada and uh, in the Middle East, we could, I knew from Lebanon to Syria, but I didn't know that we had more in the Middle East as well, uh, like Jordan and uh, Jerusalem and other places. Uh, and the map uh, continued to show me more and more Armenian churches in Europe. France, Germany, Italy, etc. And then the Far East, uh, all the way from Bangladesh to uh, Australia. Uh, if I had known uh, the magnitude of my vow, probably I would be scared. And I don't know if I could do it today because it cost me roughly $200,000 just to travel and publish a book 20 years later titled One Church, One Nation. Uh, 48 countries I have visited and nothing happened to me. I mean, it was unbelievable. Even uh, sometimes I had airplane connections where the plane took off very late and the other plane also took off very late. So I was able to catch uh, two late flights in order to reach my destination. And everywhere I went, there were magnificent people Sometimes one person was caring about the church and uh, I would ask them, how come you are taking care of the church all by yourself and with all the revenues uh, actually uh, that you have collected throughout your, uh, your lifetime? 
while other people would go and uh, have fun or enjoy their trips, people were actually caring about the Armenian church and they were single-handedly doing it. Uh, so that was my mission and I left uh, the prosperous work that I was doing as a wedding photographer and also um, as a photojournalist for Gamma Press Agency and uh, my career took off in this direction, which is uh, amazing. Wow, what a beautiful story. I would like to know two things, if you can mention or remember. I would like to know what is the most beautiful church that still impress impresses you it's like if it's your favorite church on the world and the second thing what's the uh, what kind of event or incident you can pick and say it was the most touching moment for you uh well all the churches have something unique about them and the majority of them have uh the, this Uh, power in in them, you know, and Jerusalem, I would single-handedly point it out because uh, at four o'clock in the morning, I would go in into St. James Church and I would sit down all by myself and meditate. Uh, that was one of the main uh, events in my life where I truly enjoyed it. Uh, good memories, of course, and It's obvious that my parents took me when I was four years young to uh, Jerusalem and tattooed me uh, with a cross and marked 1965. So from the beginning, as if my life was planned. So all I'm doing is uh, following the tracks uh, that are uh, ahead of me. And the other church that I would really uh, want to mention is Cordoba in uh, uh, Brazil, uh, which is like the inlands. And the church was not architecturally amazing, but what was amazing is all the local people who were poor at the time uh, put together all the money that they had and built that church. So it wasn't a church sponsored by a rich person. Instead, it was a collective effort from regular people who had not enough money, but they built the church. So that was one of the most amazing place that I still remember. Beautiful. Uh, it's interesting that you your last name is Khacherian, uh, which in Armenian means like uh, Ar a cross. Um, and uh, you, you know, paralleled your life with your last name and going through the path of cross that we call it Golgotha, which means although it's a path that takes you to the resurrection, to a triumph, to a victory, but it's a path of suffering. And I know that Uh, to collect all these archives and pictures and heritage, you went through a lot, uh, especially in Western Armenia, in Artsakh. You, went, you took a lot of risks to, uh, to do it. But interesting is, interesting part is that 
although you have Khacharyan uh, last name, you choose a nickname which is Paze, and it's in, in English it's Hawk. Uh, and uh, it, it was interesting to watch your video. It says, a man, a man born to be a hawk. Why did you choose a hawk and how you can see your life as a hawk? Uh, well, there was no Facebook or Instagram growing up in Lebanon, but there was this program between schools uh, from around the globe. Uh, we called it PenPal. And what happened is uh, we would fill up our address name and send it to a, a bank where others also would send their uh, you know, information. And then we, we would start communicating with each other via mail. So uh, my uh, partner was from Michigan, the United States, and her name was Jamie Ledbetter. And she said, uh, this is what, uh, what we do in, in the United States, uh, this is uh, what we do at school, etc. And I would reply back uh, the same things, you know, what we were doing at the same time in Lebanon. But at one point she said, you know, Herer Khachirian is like, uh, uh, not easy for me to pronounce. Uh, why don't you find yourself a nickname and I will call you with, by, that, by that nickname. Since I love flying and I love birds, and especially the hawk, I said, how about hawk? And she said, yeah, that, that suits you uh, very well. So I would write a uh, mail to her and uh, three weeks later, I would receive uh, a letter from her and uh, she would say, hi hawk, uh, it's Jamie, this is what we're doing uh, this semester, etc., etc." So. Uh, Hawk got stuck with me and when I went to the United States to become a pilot in 1982 in Hayward, California, uh, everybody was calling me Hawk because that's what I had given them, you know, because that I was uh, difficult for them to uh, pronounce. So when the time came to uh, get my license, uh, the lady said, uh, listen, uh, everybody's calling you Hawk, but in your passport, it, uh, there's no Hawk. It's only Herer Khachirian. I said, all right, so we'll fix that. So I applied uh, officially and it's in my passport now ever since uh, 1982. Wow. Yes. So, um, and I think it suits, uh, the nickname suits exactly what I've been doing since then. I love flying, uh, have keen eyesight. Uh, I don't give up. Uh, I love freedom and uh, I know how to hunt. Uh, to get my pictures. Wow, that's interesting. Um, Harair, uh, before closing our conversation, but first I would like to tell to our audience that uh, you have done a month like fantastic work uh, collecting our cultural heritage, spiritual heritage, and whatever is our nation's heritage we have it, we have them in your books. And uh, I would mention that, uh, you know, today, unfortunately, we lost Artsakh, Nagorno-Karabakh, but all the pictures of whatever we have, monuments, uh, churches, monasteries, uh, land, landscapes, everything, you have captured, archived uh, w with your uh, photography and 
you have two books dedicated to Arsa and you still have lots of photographs that are taken from Artsakh. And I would like that our audience know that you are doing like um, a work that can be done with a teamwork, like a, with a big group and you're doing by yourself. And uh, sometimes I know that many communities, especially Armenian communities, do not appreciate you uh, or support you, whatever you're doing. It's like a it's a it's more than a political cause that we are doing today. And uh, I, I, I uh, encourage those who can or would like uh, to have your books. It will be an encouragement and support to your work. So you continue doing by yourself. And it's not funded by anyone else. It's funded by your own efforts, which is amazing. And you're doing for our nation, for our culture. And people should, should know that. But... Uh, Again, I will mention you go through a lot, but you are still positive. And I would say it, you are crazy and you love being crazy. So uh, I, want, uh, uh, I want from you to give us an end note uh, in a nutshell. What can you uh, advise to young generation today or those who are listening to this podcast today? How uh, can, you know... Uh, ins- can be inspired by your positivity and your vision and uh, also the spirituality that you have but you don't expose to everyone well when i was born uh, my father cried actually because i was born uh, very small very tiny and uh, i wasn't given a chance to survive actually from the beginning so my birth had started already with problems uh, and challenges. So I, I overcame that and my father is proud of me now. Now he's 93. And uh, when I went to school, when I was studying, uh, all the books were black and white. There were no pictures. So for me to study uh, was irrelevant. I, I wouldn't understand anything. So I, I wouldn't really study. Uh, we don't know how fortunate we are with the internet right now even though we are not using the full force of the internet for positive things for example if you want to search where the armenian churches are around the globe you can find it within seconds but in my time i had to go to the churches uh, church officials and get addresses uh, telephone numbers write mail not emails mail even you know i had to wait months in order to get all those things so it was a challenge from the beginning and since uh, I was a visual guy from the very beginning, um, my books are like my study books right now. Uh, so I learned from uh, the spots where I went uh, from the locals. So it wasn't from the books. Now I am trying to transfer everything that I have learned uh, to the next generation and uh, it's amazing what we have. So uh, life is a gift. Uh, I've been through landmines. Uh, they bombed everywhere I went. I've been arrested, taken for questioning. But uh, with open heart and determination, I still continue to uh, be creative. 
and we are rich as a nation you know? uh, and I always look ahead you know we shouldn't really get stuck in the past uh, even though the past sometimes is really uh, uh, somber dark but there's always light ahead of us you know I mean uh, look at us we're alive and that's already a positive thing thank you Harair Thank you for everything that you do for our church, our nation, our culture, and everything. Uh, and those who, can, who would like to have your books, how can, I, how can they find it? Well, uh, they can write to, to me by uh, an email, harairhawk at gmail.com. Harair is H-R-A-I-R-H-A-W-K at gmail.com. And I would respond... and ship the books or deliver them uh, by myself if uh, they're nearby. Okay, I will mention your email in the podcast. And uh, those who would like to have it, they can email you and it will be a support. Thank you so much, Rair. Thank you, Father Barwil. It's always a pleasure. And uh, well, like I said, life is a gift and we should continue enjoying that gift. Good luck in your final projects. Thank you.